Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> it may be the nighttime. But the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local. And not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you here in the Kia Studios on this Friday night. Going to be with you for the full four. We ask you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. You want to listen in. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take your smartphone. You can use your Alexa speakers, your tablet, your drone, your sound bar, your digital camera. Whatever your device is, just download it on something to be able to catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929thegame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to be part of the show is to give us a follow on our personal Twitter pages. I am at JMCH316. That is your water cooler talking points. Three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. Producing the show, as always, on the other side of the glass, Day Day is in the house at the D. Lewis for real. Well, it'll be a very Falcon-heavy show with you uh, here tonight as um, we wrap up the week, and uh, the Falcons will be back at it next week as um, our coverage for this uh, couple of days uh, ends. Uh, day three of practices in the books. Day two of our uh, extravaganza up at the Flowery Branch. What what do we got? We got the uh, the morning shaft for four hours, right? Um, they're they're on for what are they on from six to ten? For for four hours? No, six huh? to nine. Six okay. to nine. All right. How how long's that? <laughs> Three hours. Okay. And then then we get of course steak and they've got their what what are they like uh, nine to one or something like that or no nine to huh? eleven nine to eleven that's two hours and then uh, Andy and Randy of course they take you from ten to two um, so they no, go for the, no. huh remember steaks nine to eleven huh? and then, so Andy and Randy start at eleven oh how long are we on anyway. <laughs> So uh, all of our coverage uh, will be live from Flowery Branch next week, and we'll take you 
all through the week. And Dukes and Bell, of course, will be at the Hooters at the uh, Mall of Georgia. But day three uh, in the books and, um, you know, a lot of good one-on-one things. Uh, We're going to talk to Mike Rothstein coming up here, um, friend of the show, and, of course, the uh, beat writer for ESPN covering the Atlanta Falcons. Scott Baer is the digital managing editor for AtlantaFalcons.com. He will be joining us here at uh, 820. So we'll get uh, thoughts about uh, from a couple of different guys that uh, have been up there, obviously, for the last couple of days, and we'll continue to be up there all next week. And um, we'll see what's going on uh, at camp. So uh, some fun storylines. I mean, look, uh, there was an injury today. Matt Hennessy did get hurt, uh, had to come off. He did get hurt. I think some 11-on-11 drills. We'll clarify with Mike about what that was. But, um, you know, again, um, it hasn't been really – too much in the way of any kind of craziness. Um, hopefully, Hennessy will be back soon. But, uh, you know, some good one-on-one battles that we've seen here over these last couple of days, couple few days. And um, we'll talk to both of those guys coming up here uh, later on uh, in the show. Robinson, by the way, did you see Did you see Bijan Robinson with the big uh, kind of one-handed catch? You know, he beat Troy Anderson. Mm-hmm. Well, Troy Anderson got the best of him at, on the first go-round. But then Bijan put a double move on him and went right by him, and um, he made that one-handed grab to catch a touchdown. So, obviously, um, he's going to have 35 touchdowns uh, for the Falcons uh, this year. So, uh, But anyway, um, so we'll talk to these two guys and uh, get their thoughts about what's going on with the um, with the uh, Atlanta uh, Falcons. Um, Braves start a fun series tonight as, uh, you know, let's hope they get back on track. Um we will do Braves closeout coming up here at 10 o'clock this evening. So if you're on your way home from the ballpark, we can let you chime in on the phone lines and give us your thoughts about where we're at with all of this. Um, they start a series tonight against the Milwaukee Brewers, who do lead the National League Central by a game and a half over the Cincinnati Reds. And, of course, the Braves are 10 games ahead of the Phillies. Uh, no, let me let me say that the, the correct way. I, I apologize, Dana. We, we need to say it the correct way. The Braves are... Ten games ahead of the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, they're uh, ten and a half games against the Miami um, Fishnets. And then there's 17 games up on the New York Mutts. Yeah, let's sing it all together. F the Mets. F the Mets. Step right up and F the Mets. Bring your kitties. Bring your wife. They're going to suck for the rest of your life. Anyway, uh, so 17-game lead over the Mutts, and, uh, you know, the Nationals don't even count. Are the Nationals still in Major League Baseball? Are they in the Pacific Coast League or anything? Is that where they're at? Or the Eastern League? I grew I grew up in, in – so I, I grew up in Canton, Ohio, did I? So we mm-hmm. had the Eastern League. Uh, we had double-A minor league baseball. The Akron-Canton Indians were the double-A minor league team, and they played the uh, – what? Uh, the Albany Yankees, um, They uh, the Reading Phillies – the Hagerstown Suns, which was the Orioles' Double uh, A team, the London Tigers out of London, Ontario, Canada, or whatever. That was the Tigers Double A, and I do think they took on the Tidewater Mets. Was it Tidewater? I think it was one of the Mets organizations, the Double A organization. So again, are they still? Are they? Are the Nationals still in? Major League Baseball. Yep, yep. They're them and uh, the A's. They're still. Uh... You, you know how I know that the that the. Um, <laughs> Uh, Nationals are still in Major League Baseball because Patrick Corbin's still getting paid. <laughs> right. He's going to he, – I, I think he gets the Bobby Bonilla contract when he retires. But anyway, so, um, okay, 
let's get into this because I talked about this with, with Mike Bell, okay? So tonight for the Braves, okay, in a game, look, nothing is must win for the rest of the year and the regular season for the Braves. Braves are going to run away with this division. They're, again, for all of the struggles, Braves are in a 3-7 and seven stretch in their last 10. And for all of that struggle, the Philadelphia Phillies, the Mutts, and the Fishnets can't do a single thing about it, okay? So they can't do nothing. Braves are just rolling right along. They're not playing very well, and yet all three of the teams behind them, because I don't even count the Nationals, all three of the teams behind them can't do a single thing to make up any ground. Even to get it to single digits, they can't do anything right now, okay? But here's the question that I have. So Yanni Chirinos, who was picked up on waivers, I guess, from Tampa Bay, is pitching tonight. While Mike Soroka is down in Gwinnett, can I? I'm asking a dumb question. You mean to tell me that Yanni Chirinos is a better option than even Michael Soroka right now? You mean to tell me that? And I have not heard. Is Michael Soroka hurt? What was there something about going down to Gwinnett that he had a physical ailment? Because I I I don't understand that whole move that it happened. But you mean to tell me that Yanni Shiranos is a better option for us right now than just about anybody else that we have? Now, he for the season, okay, he has made 15, uh, he's pitched in 15 games. He's made four starts. He has finished one game. He's 4-4 four and four with a 4.02 ERA. 62 and two-thirds innings, 58 hits that he's given up, um, 28 earned runs. But this is the thing. In 62 and two-thirds innings, he's given up 10 homers, and he's only struck out 31 guys. And worse than that is he's got 20 walks to 31 strikeouts. That's a one strikeout-to-walk ratio. Can I tell you? That stinks. Let's not sugarcoat it. That stinks. The home runs he's given up stink. The number of strikeouts-to-walks stinks. His strikeouts per nine stinks. In a game, in a sport where pitchers are striking everybody out. This guy's got 31 strikeouts to 20 walks in 62 and two-thirds innings. What am I missing? Help me understand what it is that I'm missing. In a game that, you know, honestly, it would be a good idea to get ourselves back on track and we're at home and, you know, feel good about ourselves. This is the best option we have right now? Day day, if I missed, has the trade deadline passed? Nope. Still got a few days. What am I missing in all of this? That he's our best option. You mean to tell me Schuster or whoever, I, Michael Soroka being first and foremost, but really this is this is kind of where we're at with all this? Okay. 
I mean, again, I trust Double A and and all. This. I mean, again, and and the the Braves aren't going to play a meaningful game in the regular season at this point. If you go three and seven and nobody can even get you to single digits in your division, what does that say about everybody else? Seriously, what does it say about the Philadelphia Phillies, the mutts and the fishnets, that they, with the Braves being three and seven, their worst ten game stretch at any point in the season? They still have a double-digit lead over everybody in this division. What does that tell you? Does it tell you that the Braves are not playing well? Or more importantly, the rest of this division sucks. Not stinks. They suck. They should all disband and go in the AL West and play Oakland. All of those teams should be demoted to AAA farm clubs. Because they all stink. And the Mets and the Phillies, what they spend, $900 million in guaranteed contracts or something ridiculous? $900 million in guaranteed contracts for those two teams to stink up the joint. Thank God we're not up there having to root for that those two vagabond franchises. Thank the dear Lord in heaven that we don't have to be a part of all of that and we don't have to root for any of those guys. But again, I'm looking at this pitching matchup and I'm saying, okay, we can't have Michael Soroka up here trying to figure some things out, you know, and and get himself right versus being down in Gwinnett and, you know, pitching against, you know, whatever, you know, I don't know. I I don't, I don't really understand it. It's one of those things that, that I guess, I guess I'm just not a baseball mind and I guess I just won't, you know, be able to to figure some things out uh, with, with all of this kind of stuff. But Braves will get going, you know, here tonight. I mean, again, they will um, – first pitch um, First pitch will be here uh, at uh, what? Uh, is it 720? Yeah, 720 uh, first pitch. So the game will be here uh, shortly. Like I said, we will do Braves closeout where we give you a chance to um, chime in about what uh, you want about the Atlanta Braves, what your thoughts were. If you're leaving the stadium, let us know, and, uh, you know, we can pot you up and, uh, and get you on uh, with us. So – uh, but again, we'll keep up to date all night long about what's going on with the uh, with the Atlanta Braves uh, as they take on the Brewers, and what should be what should be a fun series, regardless. I mean, about what what the pitching matchups look like. This should be a fun series. Again, it was a pretty good series up in Milwaukee. Braves took two or three. I'm hoping that they do that again here in this series. Would be nice to just kind of see them get back on track and get some things figured out. You know, with either their staff, their bullpen, whatever. Even their offense, especially the bottom of their uh, offense, uh, would be nice to try to get some things figured out here over the weekend. All right, so what we've got here, when we come back, 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Here's the question that we're asking you tonight. Which vet where 2023 will be at least their fifth year? will have the biggest impact on the Falcons this year. Which one of their veterans is going to have the biggest impact for the Falcons this year? Chuck Reed hanging out in the Kia Studios with you on this Friday evening. Sports Radio 92.9 Game, Odyssey.com app.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at a Chuckery show, hanging out in the Kia studios on this Friday night with you. 404-741, sorry, 726-0929. Let's do that over again. 404-726-0929. So that is our phone line. It's also our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Asking you this question, which vet where this upcoming season will be at least the fifth year for a player, what vet will have the biggest impact on the team this year? Now, by the way, so that basically is starting with anybody who's been in the league from A.J. Terrell forward. Um, so A.J. Terrell, that 2020 draft class doesn't count. So, or 2019 uh, draft class doesn't count. So which veteran will have the biggest impact on the Falcons this year? If I had to say, I, I still think that it's going to be Grady Jarrett. I think Grady's going to have a big year this year. He's finally got some help around him, whether it's Onyemata, whether it's Taquan Graham, whether it's some of the guys on the outside, whether it's some of the linebackers that you know will, will be coming up and hopefully maybe blitzing and doing some other things. I think Grady's in line to have a big year. I, I think he's in line that if Ebicady doesn't lead this team in sacks, I could see Grady leading this team in sacks. I could see him having, you know, what would be considered a career year. And look, if you look last year, for about the first half or so of the season, he was on track for having his best year as a pro. Now, I'm not saying that he would have finished as 
you know, second team all pro like he's done in the past, but he was on track to have one of his best seasons as an Atlanta Falcon. And, you know, again, for a guy who's been, you know, nothing but, you know, a, a really solid football player and arguably the heart and soul, you know, of our defense, you know, he's a guy that still, I think, has some some gas left in the tank. Finished with six sacks last year. His career high was in 2019 of seven and a half. And I believe he was on track to break that record earlier in the year or early in, in the NFL season. Um, and in 2019, besides seven and a half sacks, he was second team all pro, pro bowl, made the pro bowl again in 2020 in the pandemic year. But he was on track for having a big season and maybe his best season as a pro. I could see that same thing happening this year. And I think they have a good enough team around him that there's some motivation there to get things cranked up and going, to really play well, not just with the pieces around him defensively, but I do believe that there are enough guys that I I do think that there is enough expectation, I should say, with, with this organization that he will have a big year in what will be a playoff year for the Atlanta Falcons. So I'll ask you, Day Day, if uh, oh sorry, Day Day's on the phone. Uh, so, um, but four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Which vet is going to have the biggest impact for this team? You know, is it Calais Campbell? Could it be Grady? You know, could it be you know again, um, you know Lindstrom or uh, McGarry? I mean, you know, could be one of those guys again. McGarry's a very interesting case because. He's a guy that you look at and say, okay, is he going to play like he did last year? You know, we need him to continue this up arrow trend for him. So, Day Day, I will ask you, which veteran do you think is going to have the biggest impact on this team this year? Uh, funny. So I, t- I mentioned him last night, and it's funny because who you think it is, it's, I, this is, it's exactly why. David on Yamada. Okay. I think his presence is going to open things up, to your point. Grady getting back to, you know, maybe not necessarily, like you said, you know, some of his, uh, you know, high highest years, but I think he's going to, it's going to allow things to open up. And if, um, Arnold Abikati, you know, coming off that, you know, coming off that outside, you know, I think Onyemata's presence is really going to be big. So it may not be him getting a lot of sacks, but I think because of him up front, it's going to open things up on those edges. No, that that's a good point. I mean, it it, it can certainly be more than just the raw statistics when you talk about having impact. And and I think having a guy like Onyemata right beside Grady on that defensive line really is going to open some things up and. Again, if if you have to focus on Onyemata at all, that's going to allow Grady to do more things. And especially if we can find a guy to come off the outside edge where you can't kind of double-team Grady and and worry about him as much, you have to go some one-on-one because, again, you have to protect the outside edge and you have to protect contain. And so if that happens, then I could see Grady getting himself free. So whether it's Onyemata you know, helping clog up the middle, whether it's a guy on the outside. I definitely think that that, um, that, that, that he, he's a guy, like I said, Onyemata can definitely have an impact uh, to it. So uh, that's a good call there. All right, let's, uh, let's grab Mark out in College Park. What's going on, Mark? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Great buddy. show, man. Thank you, man. Hey, um, 
Uh, Grady, man. Grady is that guy, man. I want him to I want him to lead the team in sacks. Maybe they had like ten to twelve sacks, but if there was anything if, if there was any such thing as a hockey sack, like a hockey assist in basketball, Grady would probably be the king of that this season, I think, because so much attention is drawn to him and it should just free up somebody just to, just to be in beast mode coming off that edge or, or up through the middle or blitzing or whatever, man. And, 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 Mark, think about it like this. Like, we've seen the video of, you know, a couple of years ago, I believe it was, the Lions were triple teaming him. Remember when he was mic'd up and they had three guys on him and we were running Stephen Means at the quarterback and Dante Fowler at the quarterback? While Grady's getting triple teamed, we had nobody that could get to the quarterback. We got a guy with three guys on him and we still, with Stephen Means, who, by the way, finished with the same number of sacks as me. Same number of sacks as moi. That's how bad it was. And if you can get somebody coming off the edge or get an Onyemata disrupting plays or Taquan Graham stepping up or whatever, Calais Campbell Inside, outside, being a beat, whatever. I don't, I don't even care about the name on the back of the jersey. That's a good point about it. Yeah, just the idea of think about that. Grady, Grady gets double and triple teamed, and we can't get a guy to come off the edge to save our life. We got, we had Stephen Means and Dante Fowler a couple of years ago rushing the quarterback. Why don't you just have me and Day Day? At least it get us out of the office. At least to get us out of the studio for once. At least to get us out on the streets a little bit. Let us, let us go after the quarterback. We wouldn't do any worse than Stephen Means and Dante Fowler. Couldn't be worse than those guys. Nobody could be worse than Stephen Means. He didn't sack the quarterback in 13 games that he started. Now I'm getting all fired up. I'm getting all aggravated and. All this. By the way, we're going to talk to a Mike Rothstein coming up here at 740. Scott Bear coming up at the 820. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, I, I definitely think that there is the biggest potential for some of these veterans on that inside of our defensive line to do some things, you know, to, to, to really have some, some big years and stuff. And, you know, again, it's going to be interesting to see what Calais Campbell plays. And, and he could be a guy that could really be a big impact guy and I'll tell you this, and this may not be a fair way to kind of categorize it, but while I understand that they brought Calais Campbell here to be an impact player on the field itself, could Calais Campbell have just as big an impact off the field? You know, again, can he have a can he have a calming presence or a big influence on guys off the field? Having guys that that elevate their game, working with guys to elevate their game, you know, uh, not just not just his play in particular, not just him being a, you know, a really good player and, you know, doing some good things. I'm talking about mentoring guys off the field, being an influence on guys, not just the way he plays football, but again, obviously he's one of the best guys. I mean, him and Grady are two of the best guys in the entire of the NFL, right? I mean, that these are – these are high-caliber, high-character types of guys that you want on your football team. Whether, whether you're a good football team or a bad football team, these guys are not only really good players, but they're obviously big influences off the field as well. 
And I wonder if Calais Campbell, you know, again, if you it, it there's no way to quantify something like that about what he does every day in the locker room or the presence that he is, you know, or just the mentoring that he does for guys. There's no real way to measure all of that stuff other than to just kind of see the idea of, okay, they're a really good defense now or they're a really good pass rush team or whatever uh, it it ends up being. So, again, he could be a guy that if he is going to play 60% of the snaps, by the way, too, which D-Led thinks, I'm not as convinced about that. I'm not as convinced about 60% of the snaps that he's going to play. But, again, he can have an impact in less snaps, and he can have an impact both on and off the field. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that kind of stuff about, you know, well, we're paying him to to be an on-field player. Yeah, but sometimes those things behind the scenes are just as important, right? Sometimes you need to build that chemistry and and have guys that are true locker room leaders and stuff like that. And, look, nobody leads by example better than Calais Campbell. Nobody on and off the field leads better by example than Calais Campbell. You, you can't be can't be a better combination of off-field and on-field stuff um, than what Calais Campbell is for this franchise. Uh, and, and, obviously, what he's been in his uh, NFL career uh, to this point. So, um, again, it's – it's going to be it's going to be a defensive line that's got lots of veteran leadership to it. It's going to be an offensive line that has plenty of leadership in it. So when you've got young guys and you've got Drew Dahlman in his only his second year, and you've got um, um, you've got uh, uh, Matthew Bergeron, you know who's a rookie, you know trying to get trying to get himself acclimated. I certainly think that having Lindstrom and McGarry and and by the way, we're going to talk about Chris Lindstrom in the uh, Falcon flyover. I've got a great stat that Pro Football Focus had about Lindstrom that it was just, it's crazy to think. And and I know Hugh Douglas is not a fan of Chris Lindstrom. He doesn't, he doesn't like Chris Lindstrom. So he didn't, he data, he didn't, if, if you don't know. I think he started coming around. Uh, I think slowly at the end. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know about all that, you know, so I don't, I don't know about all that. But anyway, so. Uh, but I got a fun stat about uh, about Chris Lindstrom here. So, uh, again, we'll uh, day number three in the books for the Atlanta Falcons. They'll wrap up this week and then uh, obviously get cranked back up at it uh, next week. So we'll uh, we'll have all of your coverage from uh, Flowery Branch for Falcons uh, foosball. So, all right, when uh, we come back, I'll talk to our buddy Mike Rothstein, beat writer for the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN, ESPN.com, what he has to say about the start so far. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show, hanging out at the Key Studios Friday night with you. 404-726-0929, that is the Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Well, day three in the books for 
Atlanta Falcons at uh, training camp. And uh, here to break it down for us, our buddy, Michael Rothstein. He, of course, the Falcons beat writer for ESPN. ESPN.com is where you can check out all of his work. He is on Twitter at Mike Rothstein and joins me on the waitfor.com hotline Atlanta Sports. I mean, hey, whoa, is it called, it's not called Twitter anymore, right? It's X oh, now yeah, or I, I guess Y uh, yeah. or Q. Yeah, but I, I don't do all the other things like InstaFace or Graham Books and all that kind of stuff. Hey, so. I, I am on. You can find me on the X or Twi- Twixer or whatever and threads and blue sky i'm on all of the social media yeah i i I don't do any sewing i don't do any sewing work so i don't know anything about the 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 whole thread thing and whatever like that so but anyway mike um let me ask you about let me start with the secondary a little bit um you know again we've seen some good performances so far in the secondary you know does this look like a much improved group i mean injuries and other things caught up to them last year but does this group as a whole look much better this year in the secondary? Yeah, but they should. And that's for a few reasons. One, A.J. Terrell is a year older. Two, Richie Grant is a year older. Three, their biggest free agent acquisition was Jesse Bates, who is one of the best safeties in the NFL. And Jeff Okuda is a guy that, I mean, listen, he was, I covered him in Detroit as a rookie. He was the number three overall pick. He's very smart. He just dealt with a combination of horrific coaching and then injuries in Detroit. Uh, And then really when he did get to play a little bit last year, you you saw a little bit of of what's there, right? And and it was really good for him to get a fresh start. And they have, you know, I I think maybe a a real gem at nickel in D. Alford because he was a guy who this time last year was – a uh, roster long shot, frankly, like his name was starting to pop up, but then he inter- I remember it was, I think he had like interceptions, in like six or seven days, or maybe it was like, it was, it was wild during training camp last year. It just seemed like it was almost every day he would get an interception and then Cornell Armstrong got hurt and D Alford made the team. And now this year he's lining up in camp as the starting nickel. And by the way, when we're talking about it too, there's depth. Because Jalen Hawkins right now, who was a starter last year opposite Richie Grant, he's looking at like the number three safety right now, and he could maybe see him play some nickel as well down down in the box if they go for a three safety look. He's had the best camp of any player right now. Mm -hmm. He's had two picks in the first two days, and he had a pass breakup today. Today that could have been an interception too potentially. He he seems to be playing at another level. I asked him whether he's more motivated because he's in a contract year and also because of the situation he's in. He said he played that off and said, no, this is how he does it. Regardless, which is true, because last year he also had a huge camp. So I expected them to be better because the talent, I think, is better and, and younger, too, because Casey Hayward's good, but Casey Hayward is also on the back end of his career rather than potentially entering the prime of his career, which Jeff Okuda is. How does Clark Phillips look uh, in these first few days at camp? I mean, listen, he had the one splash play on Thursday that a lot of people saw, the interception uh, on, on in, in an individual route where he steps in front of Drake London. A lot was made of it. It led to Arthur Smith making a joke about the Pac-12. Drake London kind of got a little bit salty about, about it. Clark Phillips has not talked with the media yet. No rookies have spoken with the media since rookie minicamp. Uh, so... We, we don't know what Clark Phillips thinks, but he, he's played well so far, but there's no pads on. It's not a full speed situation yet. 
uh, wake me in two weeks if he's still making these plays. You know, and it's not yeah. a knock on him, but he's a rookie. Corner is a very hard position to transition to. And listen, he could end up being very, very good. There's no doubt about that. But I'm not ready to go there after three days with him, at least as far as some of the rookies. Uh, Matt Hennessy got injured uh, today. Any kind of word about what you saw out there or, you know, any kind of updates about what his injury was and, and maybe yeah, you know, any I, kind I of saw, thoughts? Yeah, I saw the injury happen. It, it wasn't exactly clear what had occurred, whether it was a back or a, an ankle or a knee or some sort of you know leg situation. They they were definitely looking at his lower body. He was down for a few minutes, but like sitting it. Well, and he wasn't like writhing in pain. He just was kind of sitting there. You could just kind of tell like what what happened type situation. He did get up. He walked off the field on his own and into the training room. I actually saw him after practice, and he was walking around a little bit, which to me that's a good sign. Now, Arthur Smith said he's going to have an MRI today. They'd update on the severity of it potentially tomorrow. Matt Bergeron, the second-round pick, took his place at left guard. It was thought that that would be a competition. It so far had not been, but this is a potentially a chance for Matt Bergeron here. I, I don't know the severity. Uh, for the Falcons, you don't want to see that because you want Matt Bergeron to be able to work at his own pace and not get accelerated at all necessarily because Matt Hennessy is a good player and when he was in at left guard last year and this is a position he had barely trained at all before really this offseason because he was trying to be the starting center at this point last year and almost won that job he's you know he's getting acclimated to it also but he played well I thought last season he was probably their second best left guard after Elijah Wilkinson so it will be very interesting to see what happens there. Obviously, the Falcons hope it is nothing serious, but I have not heard one way or the other what that will be. I anticipate that, that we'll hear something tomorrow on him and on Eddie Goldman. Mike Rothstein covering the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN, joining me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. So is Jalen Mayfield a candidate to make the swing tackle kind of position? I mean, is that – I mean, they've obviously been working him out there and bringing him back to his natural position. So how's he looked, and, you know, does he look like he's getting back at it? Or, I mean, you know, can, can he make this roster at the end of the day? I, I would say TBD, John. And, and the reason I say that is because there's no pads yet. We, we have not seen anything that can tell you one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Offense, for offensive linemen, the real competition will start Monday. Because I can believe the first day of pads will be Monday. And that's when we really get to know. Because right now, how much are you able to do in shorts? They're going a lot of walkthrough speed, a lot of slower speed, except for a little bit in team. But you're not having really any sort of contact. That, that job and these roster spots on the back end of the offensive line are going to be won in the joint practices in Miami, the three preseason games, and then the culmination of basically not getting beat by an improved defensive line during the day-to-day of camp and the defensive line so far has been a a problem but again I'm not reading too much into that just yet because on the face of it they look good but uh, wake me when pads come on you know type of situation I think he's got a shot to make this team Uh, I I would not call him a lock by any stretch of the the imagination but understand 
As a rookie, he was thrown into an awful situation through no fault of his own because Josh Andrews got hurt literally the day after cuts. He gets hurt 48 hours earlier. We're maybe talking about a completely different situation for Jalen Mayfield where he's not put in a situation where he needs to be a starter. Like that, that, that's what we're talking about here. And then he, he obviously had a rough go of it. Last year he was dealing with back injuries, and then when he came back they moved him to tackle. And this is his first time really since kind of that very brief, like when he came off of of, of uh, injured reserve and they they you know they they, they didn't activate him. But really since this time as a rookie when he was playing right tackle because Caleb McGarry wasn't back yet. Right. So this is the first time he's really had a chance to do that. And I think there's less pressure on him in terms of, like, he doesn't have to worry about winning a starting job because he's not going to beat out Caleb McGarry for the starting job. He's not going to beat out Jake Matthews. If he can be their third or fourth tackle, he does have some, obviously, experience at guard. That's not the end of the world. It would not shock me if he makes the team. Like, I know that fans, there is a subset of fans that will be apoplectic if he makes the team. But don't be apoplectic. He's got some talent, and if he ends up being your fourth tackle, it doesn't even mean he's going to be active on game days. Like, chill. Like, that's a good person to have with guard tackle flexibility if he ends up being your fourth tackle. He's not going to end up being a starter here. So, Mike, At the, least unless there's injuries. So, Mike, the Falcons did make a move today. They, got, they, they signed Justin Ellis as a defensive tackle. Help me understand the Eddie Goldman situation. Did he not reach out to the Falcons about coming back and – playing and then now he's, yeah i mean like I, what am i what am i missing with this whole thing honestly i don't know I, i'm not gonna sit here and pretend and we what we do know is it's a personal situation and listen this is a guy who he opted out in 2020 due to covid he came back in 2021 and he talked about how you know it really took a toll on him sitting out and he was very excited to come back and he played 14 games in 2021 for the bears then he signed here last year in July. He, last, he didn't even get to training camp last year and retired 13 days later. He did show up. He has been here, or at least was here on Tuesday. There was a picture of him walking into the facility in an Argentina soccer jersey. And there's, you know, he, he, Arthur Smith said today that he came in in phenomenal shape. He looked phenomenal. But – who knows? Uh, I don't have a great answer. It's very clear that it's some sort of personal issue that's going on. But Arthur Smith, when I asked him very directly, is he potentially going to retire again? He Arthur Smith said it's a possibility. And then he actually doubled down a little bit and said, great possibility that that happens. So to me, the fact that they are reportedly signing Justin Ellis, the team has not announced that. I have not been able to confirm that yet. That's just a report out there from NFL Network. Um yeah, I mean, that, that would tell you all you need to know, I think, about that situation. Now, it is also possible that they maybe are making another move. I, I'm not, and that's just my speculation because they do have a couple of other guys hurt. Obviously, Calais Campbell is on the NFI list, and that we, will, we won't know much about him for at least another week. Um, it, I'm not even going to try to say his name. The undrafted free agent from Rice has been out for – he, at least today, and I saw him kind of in a little bit of a boot, and he's got some tendonitis, so he's dealing with some stuff too. So, you know, who knows? This could be something related to Matt Hennessy too. 
Like that that's the thing here, right? Like we don't know for sure, but we do know that a decision on Eddie Goldman is, is coming one way or the other. And if you want to read tea leaves here, one one could easily surmise that A is going to equal B. But you know who knows? To me, Eddie Gold the Eddie Goldman situation was always house money. If that makes sense, Chuck. Right. Because, right. Yeah. Because they weren't expecting him. Right. And then he he approached them and said, "Hey, uh, I'd like to come back." They had the contract. The contract holds from last year, and why not? I mean, literally, Arthur Smith said it today. It, it was a no lose situation for sure. the Falcons. If this happens, okay, fine. If he they, they weren't counting on him, it's not like he was expected to be a starter. Frankly, I don't even know if he 100 percent even makes the team. Because they have some good depth there. They do like Timmy Horn. They have Taquan Graham, right? So it's not like some absolute lock that he's there. He's not going to be a starter unless there's injury. He wasn't going to be a starter unless there was injuries. So he ends up coming out and, and, and pushing and pushing for playing time. And that's fantastic for you if, the, if you're the Falcons. This is the other option of it, but I don't think it's – I don't if, if Arthur Smith says tomorrow or they announce tomorrow that he's been cut or – or he's retiring again, my, I'll say, okay, that was it's interesting, but this is not going to affect them one way or the other. So they do have 9 to $10 million, whatever the number actually is, to play with. You get the sense that they – I mean, there are some na- at least names out there, but I think that there are some guys that could help, um, not saying starters per se, but guys that could be rotational players – do you get the sense that they're going to use some of that cap space and and bring some guys in, or you know, you think that they feel pretty comfortable barring injury? I'm not I'm not talking about injury. Yeah, I'm talking course. about I'm talking about just you know the the idea of bringing in somebody else. You think they're pretty comfortable, or you think that they look at making a move? I th- I think they're pretty comfortable, but I, I would say at a few positions they're an injury away from not being. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the case of, for most teams around the yeah. league, right? Like uh, they have, they have an injury at wide receiver. If it's a, one of their kind of top two or three guys, that's a concern. They have an injury at running back. That's a concern just because of the lack of depth. They, they have really good talent depth, but they don't have numbers depth. I mean, they have four backs, right? You know, uh, defensive, I would say linebacker, inside linebacker, they're one injury away from having some real questions there, mm-hmm. in my opinion, depending on who that guy is, right? Safety, they're all right. Corner, I think they're, they're okay. But obviously, if it ends up being one of their two starters, it, it becomes a thing. So part of it is that, like, you want to have money to make a move if there's a guy you want. The other piece of it is this. You always want to have three to four million in operating budget for the year because injuries are going to come up. And you need to be able to pay some guys. And you don't want to have to restructure something after what they've done to get out of the cap hell that they were in. And then the other part of it, too, guess what? If they have cap money left over and there's not anybody they want to sign, they roll it over. Uh, they get to roll that over for yeah. next year when they can have more money and be players in free agency again. And, and maybe, you know, depending on what happens with Desmond Ritter, you need to be a player in the veteran free agent market for quarterbacks. So you need the money there. So uh, to me, just – and this is something that, that always kind of – I want to say irks me about fans sometimes. They're like, oh, have cap money. Well, sure, but you want to spend that smartly and on players who can help you instead of just throwing it around willy-nilly. 
Like, so right now they, they've done a good job, I think, with assembling this roster. And they're going to hold on to that money just in case they need it because we've seen it. Look, look at Cincinnati, right, with Joe Burrow. Look at Miami with Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, who knows how long he's at. Well, okay, Miami might want to be in the corner market even though they have some depth there. Well, okay, you know, if Atlanta, I mean, look at, let's, Matt Hennessy is a good example, right? Like if they feel Bergeron's not there yet, which would be completely fair, by the way, if they feel that, if they see it for a couple of weeks, because, you know, you, you don't want to put him out there too early and then risk messing him up for his career. Like, oh, I don't know, Jalen Mayfield potentially. So you want to hold on to that money because maybe you go get a left card, but you know, or, or, or a center. If you choose to move Drew Dahlman a left card, like, so it's good to have that money in case you need it. And that to me is, I think what they're doing. Mike Rossi covers the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN. Check out his work at ESPN.com. I, like his notes uh, that he posts up there every day at practice. I always, Mike, I always read through all of your notes uh, every day, so I uh, appreciate you. I know you did that just for me. Uh, so. Oh, I do. I mean, listen, I do. I, I do it just for you because I know you know you're not able to be out there and and, and you need to be able to see it. I'll, listen, truthfully, I mean, the only note that I that matters to me is the last one every day, which is about the music at practice. I mean, yes. that's the one that yes. really matters. I, yes. And but you want to know something funny. I hear as much about the note every day about some music and the playlist and our partial playlist, because if I posted the entire playlist, it would be the entire notes package. Right. Um, than I do about any other note that I publish. I, I, so, yep. you know, it matters, but it gives a flavor of what's going on. Like I remember the first year I did the notes, you went, why are you mentioning the music? And I'm like, I'm just trying to put you here, man. Like it's also, <laughs> it's supposed to be fun. This is sports at the end of the day. Like let's, you know, take a deep breath, relax. But I think the vibe is so much different now among the team. I would even say among the fan base a little bit to an extent than it was two years ago because there were expectations two years ago because of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones for a second. And, you know, they had such a veteran team. This is a young team. This is a team that, you know, I think people have some expectations for, but not huge expectations for. That makes this, to me, a bit more freeing and I think you've seen that within this camp. They're a younger team. There, there just seems to be some excitement about these guys within the team that I think was there a little bit last year, but, but I've noticed it way more than two years ago. And by the way, you could follow him on uh, his Twitter or X or Spools or whatever they're calling these things nowadays. <laughs> Twitter X threads, yes. blue sky. All right, there you go. Uh, at Maxon, at- I think. Instagram, yeah. I, 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 I I think I even saw the clubhouse account, if you remember that, from the days of of, uh, of, yeah, of COVID. MySpace. Um, so he's got – I he's do not got, have a MySpace okay, anymore well, or a okay. Friendster all right, well, you, or you, a Napster. Yeah, you got you got all the music. So at Mike Rothstein. So check him out. Mike, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes on the show tonight. Obviously, we will chat again very soon here. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Thanks for having me. You got it. Uh, when we get back from the top of the hour – We'll be time for the Falcons flyover. Uh, we'll hear lots of clips. Uh, Arthur Smith, uh, Lindstrom, Alford, Nielsen. We've got a lot of guys we're going to hear from tonight on the show. And I'm going to give you a great stat. A great stat about Chris Lindstrom. Chuck Green and Kia Studios. Sports Radio 92 on the game. The Odyssey.com app.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.